Emergency Medical Minute presents Pharmacy Friday, where emergency medicine clinical pharmacists join us to shed light on pharmacological topics. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses, or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. Hi, my name is Ruben Marrero, and I'm an emergency medicine pharmacist. Today, I'm going to be talking about diphenhydramine toxicity. Diphenhydramine, also known as Benadryl, is a common over-the-counter medicine found in almost everyone's medicine cabinet. It's used for a variety of illnesses, including allergies, hives, itching, motion sickness, insomnia, and can even be used as a mild sedating agent. Unfortunately, diphenhydramine is also abused recreationally for delirium and hallucinosis, particularly by teenagers and young adults, since it's cheap and easy to obtain. The American College of Emergency Physicians, ASEP, recently released a warning against the deadly TikTok Benadryl challenge. This is a viral social media trend in which individuals voluntarily overdose on diphenhydramine. Shortly after, the FDA echoed these concerns and they also issued a drug safety communication warning parents of serious problems with high doses of allergy medicine diphenhydramine being used, misused by teens. Diphenhydramine and overdose can cause significant toxicity, so proper management is crucial because choosing the wrong treatment for certain toxic symptoms could result in fatal cardiac complications. So let's do a quick review of diphenhydramine. As you know, diphenhydramine works by antagonizing the effects of histamine on histamine 1 receptors. It's typically dosed at 0.5 to 1 mg per kg in peds and every 4 to 6 hours as needed. Now, the fatal dose of diphenhydramine is anywhere between 20 to 40 milligrams per kilogram, but as little as three to five times the normal dose can cause toxicity. The non-sedating cousins to diphenhydramine, zetirazine, loratadine, and fexofenadine are less toxic and require much higher doses to cause toxicity. It's critical that the clinician be familiar with anticholinergic toxidrome as a reliable history is not always obtainable. So one helpful way to remember the classic signs and symptoms of anticholinergic poisoning is to memorize the mnemonic red as a beet, dry as a bone, blind as a bat, mad as a hatter, hot as a hair, full as a flask. Mad as a hatter refers to central anticholinergic toxicity which is caused by inhibition of muscarinic receptors in the central nervous system, leading to delirium, agitation, combativeness, confusion, restlessness, hallucinations, ataxia, tremor, and seizures. Dry as a bone, red as a beet, hot as a hair, blind as a bat, and full as a flask refers to classic peripheral anticholinergic symptoms, which may be overshadowed by central effects. These symptoms include tachycardia, dry flush skin, dry mucous membranes, thick secretions, medriasis, urinary retention, and quiet bowel. Other overdose effects include blockade of sodium and perhaps potassium channels in the heart, which increases the risk of seizures and arrhythmia. Cardiac toxicity effects include QRS widening and myocardial depression, similar to tricyclic antidepressant overdoses. Additionally, QT prolongation and torsop type ventricular tachycardias have been associated with diphenhydramine overdoses. 
So how do we manage a diphenhydramine toxicity? Supportive care is usually all that is required for the treatment of anticholinergic toxicity. The most difficult therapeutic challenge is treating the agitation that can be severe in patients with central anticholinergic delirium. In this case, benzodiazepines administered IV should be first-line therapy for agitation. And this may require large doses, but it's necessary in order to avoid making symptoms such as hyperthermia and rhabdomyolysis worse. Physostigmine, which is a reversible cholinesterase inhibitor, has been used for severe delirium and tachycardia. However, because diphenhydramine overdose carries a greater risk for seizures and wide complex tachycardia, it's not routinely recommended. Wide QRS complexes indicate delayed ventricular depolarization due to sodium channel blockade. If QRS is significantly prolonged, there is increased risk of ventricular arrhythmias and seizures. Treatment for wide QRS includes sodium bicarb bolus, and you can do anywhere from 1 to 2 milliequivalents per kilogram, followed by a continuous infusion. Prolonged Q interval may occur due to concurrent block of potassium channels, which delays repolarization, although this is less common than wide QRS. Markedly prolonged QT, especially with our heart rate less than 100, increases risk for torsades. So appropriate treatment for prolonged QT interval is restoration of low serum potassium and magnesium to high normal range. Seizures should be treated as any toxin-induced seizure with benzodiazepines as first-line therapy. Do not use phosphenitoin or phenytoin sodium channel blockers as they can worsen cardiac conduction. Overall, with early identification and adequate supportive care, the prognosis of anticholinergic toxicity is good. So some takeaway points for you is remember the mnemonic red as a beet, dry as a bone, blind as a bat, mad as a hatter, and hot as a hair, full as a flask. Hello, EMM listeners. We are dedicated to providing you with high-quality educational content free of charge and without ads. As a nonprofit organization, we rely solely on donations. So if you enjoy our show and are able to make a one-time or recurring donation to help cover our operational costs, any amount is helpful in making this show possible. Click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you.